Hi guys, I'm Betsy. And I'm Kaylee. And this is the Nacho Mama Pod. Hey B, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you feeling? Doing good today. The last week has been a little up and down, but today I feel like I'm back to me. Yeah, you feel like your health is feeling pretty good, your mental health. Yeah, uh, I definitely suffered from PMDD last week, and I think we both made posts. We are just, like, extremely exhausted out of nowhere. I don't know if it's because episode one came out or what the deal was, but I just, I've, I've been ran down four days, and today I woke up, and I was like, slow start, but I got to me. Yeah, girl. You know? Yeah, girl. <laughs> I, yeah, I felt like I was really exhausted this week, too, and I think it took me till today to feel like I was in somewhat of a normal mindset. So I feel you there. Yeah. I saw you get your morning workout in. I did. I'm so proud of myself (laughs) today. Yeah. I like got my morning workout. I meditated. I had a dance party. (laughs) I I did see that. Um, Was it something boots? Oh yeah. Uh, My boogie shoes. My my, My boogie boogie shoes. shoes. I was like, I know the words, but I'm so off. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. So it was a good, it was a good day today. I'm really grateful. So back to us. I like that. Yes. So what have you been coping this week? I know you've had a little bit of a rough week. I have. So it's, I don't know. It's been a combination. I think I talked about it a little bit in episode one, but grace is super important for me when I am off. Cause I used to just like push through everything and it would just like make it worse. So there were nights this past week that I just focused on breath work. There was nights I just journaled. There was nights I literally just laid in bed and did nothing. And there were nights I still really made a hard workout. So uh, I think my coping this week was just like listening to my body and like giving it grace and not judging it for when either my physical or my mental just wasn't there. If that makes sense. As I feel that too. Um, that was my, this past weekend, that was my mission is I just gave myself rest. I gave myself grace. I did a couple workouts, but nothing crazy hard. And, um, that was exactly what I needed. I slept extra this week. Most nights this week, I got like almost 10 hours of sleep, which is insane, but obviously I've needed it. So grace, grace is a good word. uh, I think we were texting this weekend and I was like, I'm literally just in bed. Yeah, I laid on my couch (laughs) 40 hours this weekend. (laughs) That is awesome, though. It's kid-free perks. We can take naps. We can lay around all weekend. So grateful for that. Nobody else was (laughs) depending on me to do things. So It is. It helped a ton. And I love that. I loved seeing you get back into your groove this morning, too, because I was like, okay, she feels better. I can see it. That is awesome is amazing like when you feel like you can snap out of it like that right felt so draggy and really struggly all week and then this morning I got out of bed and I felt like a hundred percent fine and it's stupid (laughs) oh yeah it is what you got in your cup over there I want to start out with always what you sipping on what you sipping on yes so I made my first ever golden milk latte is that what they're called so it's like i i I don't think i've even heard of this 
Alaska or something, but it's literally bright yellow because it's turmeric and um, like a non-dairy milk and cinnamon, uh, maple a little bit of maple syrup. Okay. I don't know how I feel about it, to be quite honest. <laughs> I was but, like, I want to be into this, but I don't know if yeah, I am. I, I think I am. I don't hate the taste. I kind of am weird okay. about the texture because it's like a little gritty because of all the like spices. But maybe if I would have cooked it down a little bit longer, it wouldn't have been. I don't know. But So give me like a five, ten second overview. Like, how do you even make this? So I put some oat milk in a pan. And I put some turmeric in there and I put some cinnamon in there and some ginger in there <laughs> and some maple syrup <laughs> and I whisked like it until it, it got hot. Yeah. <laughs> then I poured it in my cup. That so. sounds like 90% more effort than I have for my drink, but I do appreciate it. Does it have benefits? Oh, uh, turmeric always does and ginger. Right. Yeah. yeah. So inflammation. Mixing and- up your recipes. Yeah, I um, actually got this one out of that hormone book that I've been reading because that's like every night she alternates a like a nighttime drink. So I do tea every single night before I go to bed. It's part of my bedtime routine. But I was like, I'll try this one. But it's kind of weird. So what you uh, sipping on? Tea this week looked good too, by the way. That was so good. So, so good. Even like a little bonus post of that one because I liked it. Um, so it's funny last week I was drinking or two weeks ago, I was drinking tea because this cough, which is 95% gone, um, when I go away this year, this week, I am partaking in the alcohol. So I have a Corona mango citrus refresca moss. Um, so many words. I I grabbed a beer. (laughs) I'm not sure if this is a beer or not. Is it like a seltzer? You know, I really have zero idea. All I know is the taste is amazing. And then um, I believe in the cup pour. So I grabbed one of my clay cups. I put some chamoy and tahim in it and I like, did it all up nice. But it, I I don't know if it's beer. Somebody can correct me. Your cup looks nice, though. Did you it's make like that? aesthetically pleasing. No. Um, so here's a cute little story for you guys. When we went through the pandemic and everything was shut down, I got even closer with this amazing lady that was my neighbor at the time. And so we would uh, drink together and we did Cinco de Mayo at their house, made tacos, had drinks, and she had a set of these. And somehow before I got back across the street to my house, I also had a set on the way, plus some tequila shot glasses because, you know, things got a little crazy. (laughs) That one click shopping will get you <laughs> you know I was like you know what I need is I need clay cups and I really thought I got these like really fancy ones as well but they were like an inch big because they're shot glasses and I paid three times as much but it's still I, wish, super cute. I wish I could make like shaped clay and make bowls people that do that are super impressive to me I, I feel like that's one thing I've always wanted to do is like go and learn how to do pottery I should just yeah. do it. We have a local art center here that does classes. We should just do it. I mean, I can. I don't kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as you go in for fun, I think it's right. a great opportunity. I don't think I'm going to be super talented. I am not great at crafts. <laughs> like, <laughs> art, period. Not just crafts. I'm not great at art. You know, not one of my skills. surprises me. I feel like you would be. I'm not really creative. It's just... I'm very good with numbers. I'm very methodical. I'm yeah. I'm not good. 
I belong on Broadway. Throw (laughs) glitter on anything and make it make it magic. Yeah, yeah. I always joke that I belonged on Broadway, except for I have no talent. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's the Uh, only part that's missing. (laughs) Oh yeah, I didn't mean that. Like (laughs) no, I think they have to have some talent. Like I don't know what they're doing. Yes, for sure. Um, You can't just be a podcaster on a random Thursday and succeed. You can't tell than what we got. Oh, oh, wait. We're trying. We're trying to do that. (laughs) We are. We are successful. Speak it into the world. (laughs) (laughs) We are. Yes. That's amazing. We're number one. (laughs) So, B, I really like our topic for the week, but before we do, I think there is something really, really important happening the day that this episode releases. What is it? So the day that this episode releases, which is November 25th, is my one-year hysteriversary, my hysterectomy anniversary. So, How do you feel? Are you excited? I, Are you sad? Are you... What, like, what is I, it? It actually, like, is wildly emotional for me, like, to think about how far I've come since last year. Yeah. Sorry if I cry. It's just <laughs> I think it's amazing. Um, You've done so much. It has. It's been a really, really tremendous year for me, like as far as growth and um growing physically, growing mentally, my body healing. Um it has just been an a genuine honor. <laughs> yeah. Like I that's all I have to say. I mean, I really am. I'm really proud of what I've done and how far I've come. So I'm proud of you too. Thank you. Uh, You didn't know I was going to ask you this, but if you could go back and talk to you a month before your surgery, what would you tell yourself now? A week before your surgery. I would tell myself to breathe. It's going to be okay. I was, I was certain I was going to die. (laughs) Like, I know that Genuine sounds fear. so silly. Yeah. But like, I mean, I had a abdominal hysterectomy and um, some of my adhesions were like around main blood vessels. And so I was so panicked up until my surgery that they were going to nick one of those and that I was going to bleed out. Like I wrote my husband a note in case I died and left him my death wishes. Like I had wow. the most anxiety and so I would just tell myself to breathe, like, it's going to be okay. You're going to feel better than you could have imagined, like, so much better than you're going to, than you can even believe. Yeah, I would just tell myself to take some deep breaths because it is tremendously anxiety inducing anytime you go into surgery. I mean, sure. so, yeah, I think that's a beautiful message to you, to yourself. I hope you take that and reflect a little bit about how much you've grown, but that's amazing messaging to anybody who may be listening to this, who had a hysterectomy, go back and reflect on what you would tell yourself. But also if you're considering it, if you're me, if you're in the face of deciding if that's your next step, kind of hearing somebody go back and tell themselves, that's a beautiful message. And I appreciate you sharing it. Well, thanks for asking. Of course. Mushy gushy, mushy uh, gushy. 
<laughs> last question. Are you doing anything to like celebrate it? So I've heard there's a new trend where teenage girls get like a red velvet cake and have their first period cake. Oh. <laughs> Is there like a hysterectomy anniversary cake? I I absolutely should do something. Drink. Uh <laughs> make myself a How signature do you feel about cocktail. Red beers, Bloody Marys, grapefruit. Oh, <laughs> like a Paloma. I think that's kind of pink. A Paloma. <laughs> are we are we doing a theme drink night? Because text well, I'll do it too. Yeah, absolutely. We can do something. <laughs> so actually the day of my history is on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So okay. that makes sense a Thursday. Yeah. So I don't know that. I'm going to be doing a whole lot of celebrating, maybe in the evening, like when I'm done with family obligations. But um, I'll definitely be commemorating it in some way because I think it is you should, momentous. even if it's just like extra whipped cream on a piece of pumpkin pie, might be celebrated. Might just be <laughs> whipped cream on my husband. <laughs> well, I was just going to say whatever it is to post it. Um, this is PG. This is, PG this is a PG. <laughs> I love this. Please share with us whether it's your text or picture. How Absolutely. you rate that? We're, we're very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. So our topic today is um, the childless or kidless versus child-free or kid-free, whatever you know you prefer to say. Um, we're going to kind of talk about. The differences and why each of us identify the way that we do and what has gotten us to that place. So, Kaylee, how do you identify? I identify as kidless or childless um, by circumstance. So, for me, that means I have not chosen to not be a parent. I still am not completely content with that position, but I have some acceptance for it. Um, But I'm still trying to mourn that loss and make what that final kind of jump into kid-free or child-free would be. So I'm still kind of finding that path. What about you? I definitely identify as child-free now. Um, I was in the same boat. I was considered, you know, childless after infertility. Um, But then I, throughout the years, have made this decision to that title and like, yeah, I'm not less because I don't have a child. I'm, I'm free. I'm free to do whatever I want. I'm free to live the life that I want because we're making this decision. Yeah. I loved that last episode you shared with the audience that your path, like you had came to some acceptance before the hysterectomy. And it's a beautiful thing that I think you mentally and with your heart and your soul and your partner and all that stuff, you kind of got to a place of healing and processed it a little bit beforehand. I think a lot of the infertility circle, unfortunately, don't really get that morning time. And um, it's kind of just beautiful and kind of encouraging to hear that somebody, you know, came to that decision and is still happy with where they're at. Yeah. We, um, my husband and I often have talked about like, how much worse I think my hysterectomy would have been on me had I not come to that place of healing before. Um, Yeah. Just mentally. I mean, it probably would have wrecked me if I would have had a hysterectomy five years ago when I was like in the real thick of infertility and like 
just would have done anything at that time to be a mom, it absolutely would have wrecked me. But obviously there's a timing for everything. And I'm really grateful that the timing came when it did for me because I had already mourned that part of my life. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think any woman that has became infertile in a quick time or, or, or caught it by surprise and had to make a choice that made them infertile or they found out they were infertile or they endured miscarriage, miscarriages, they're the strongest women out there. I know for myself, Absolutely. one miscarriage in, and I was terrified and I don't think I would survive a second one. Um, and I definitely wouldn't try for a third. So right. I think people who have done those things, it's just, you have my full kudos. I just think you're amazing. Yeah. Women are amazing, period. Whether you choose to be child-free or childless, like, women are warriors. Like, people do not give them enough credit. And Period. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, since you kind of brought that up, let's talk about the differences. What is... And for all intents and purposes, let's stick to kidless or kid-free as we can. But what do you think of uh, kidless or childless? Okay, so I describe that. Yeah, I'd say that um, kidless is a distinction that people give themselves if they've wanted a child, um, but have been unsuccessful, or if you've lost a baby, or um, if you still—I don't want to say if you still crave having a mm-hmm. child. But there's definitely, you definitely feel like there's a part of you missing, maybe. Like, yeah. Like I said, like you were, I was, felt like I was less or less without a child or something like that. Yeah. I think um, one of the definitions for it's like lack of something. And from a historical standpoint, my understanding is that kidless or childless came first. That was the most commonly used term. And it's because of that feeling or that connotation that you're less than that you're lacking something that something is missing that the movement to be kid free or child free kind of came into existence because that's maybe not how all women feel so what would you say you being child free means so um I think that child free is more of a decision it's more of a state of mind um I believe it's a choice you're choosing the freedom of not being a parent. So it could be post infertility treatments like me, for example, or people who have never wanted kids or people who have changed their minds or a thousand million other reasons for choosing to be child-free. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be anything, but I do think it's more you're living your life choosing to not be a parent. Right. You're not, feeling like something's not there right yeah you don't feel like you're missing having a child um a book that i am going to link in our show notes is called kid free and loving it funny story is i bought a whole ton of like infertility or childless books before i really knew this distinction between childless and child free and i started reading this book and i was like this is not for me <laughs> but I read the entire thing because it was so good. And now hindsight, I'm super happy I did. Um, it's by KD Walters. And in that book, they describe, describe non-parent or not being a parent in six different ways. And I think those kind of hit the 
childless and the child-free. So the first one is you want children in the future. So you could be kid-free because at this time in your life, you don't want kids. Um, number two, that you're currently trying to conceive. So you don't have kids, you're kid-free, but you want those in your life. Number three, that they wish they had children, but they cannot, which is kind of where I'm falling between three and right. four. Number four is, um, actually, I'm, I'm totally number three. Let me not sell myself. I am still <laughs> wishing I could. Uh, number four is content to accept the circumstances that did not suit their desire to have kids. And I kind of feel like maybe that fits you. You're kid free, but it's because of circumstances. Right. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think that probably is the closest one. Yeah. Number five are the women or uh, non-binary individuals, all those sorts that say that they were certain that they never wanted kids. One thing that me and B decided is that we want to make sure we represent a lot of voices. And so one of my friends falls to that. She has never wanted children. Um, which is it's pretty cool to me that she was aware enough to make that decision. So never, ever wanting kids, you're kid-free from the jump. <laughs> and then the last one is you're undecided. So just because you don't know if you want children or do not want them, you can still be kid-free because you're content with where you're at. Fully agree with that. It's so weird that we feel like we have to make these specific distinctions, but I do think that it's important to us to like it was important for me to switch that label it was important for me to go um something was missing in my life to feeling like I was really thriving in the life that I'm given so I think that's huge I I think society depicts a ton of pressure on women that if you are not a parent whether that's by choice or by circumstance that maybe you are not society fitting in that there's some judgment that people react poorly to you and I think the child-free movement to me is kind of taking back that power and saying hey no matter how I got here I'm still pretty amazing I still have purpose I'm still worth it and by the way you're not better than me you're not less than me but don't cut me out of the conversation type of thing yeah I think some of the coolest people that I know are kidless or kid-free like I know some really awesome women and also non-binary everyone. I'm going to use women for this specific purpose. Just, (laughs) um, but I mean, I do, I know some just like full on powerhouses that have created these beautiful, beautiful lives without having kids. So you're not worth less because you don't have a child like that is one of the things that I had, I, I know someone answered the question box on our Instagram this week yeah, they saying did. she, um, she felt not worthy or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And that was the only one that I felt like I, that really warranted a response because you are important. You are so valued. Being a mom mm-hmm. does not make you worthy. You are worthy already. Like you do not you don't need a kid if, if you can't have one. Like, if yeah. you choose not to have one, it's I not going that's to... that's the journey. It is. Exactly what it, you're saying. That's the journey. It just, it broke my heart. Like, someone saying that, though, is because I'm like, you do not know how worthy you are. Like, yeah, 
very sorry I'm very passionate about that like that no really... I completely agree and I would I, I if you're comfortable I'd like you to share if that resonates with you I'll share first I um I even like backed up the IG message and DM'd her because I in 2020 so it's, it's not that far ago um into 2021 I was suicidal because I did not feel worthy I grew up trying to follow every step in the book that you're supposed to do to be successful as a human. And within a span of two years, I finally realized that infertile is a real thing. I mourned a miscarriage. I learned that my career is not my life and that, you know, my health is going to really dictate some of my success and my happiness. And no matter what my body was fighting through, no matter how successful I was, with my endo journey or with my career, I felt like I did not matter a single bit in this world because my purpose was to be a mother. And if I'm not a mother, I'm not worthy. Right. No, I, I, it's amazing. That's, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I got to a point where I was suicidal, but I was deeply depressed. I, I, blocked out the first like five years of my marriage because I and I hardly remember it because I was so all encompassed with trying to have a baby and like mattered at that time there was nothing else yeah and I mean I think about that and I'm like I probably missed out on some really epic things because I can't remember them and I know that's a I know that's a trauma response like that happens Mm -hmm. but I I do remember being extremely depressed. I remember, you know, hating myself, my body, because, you know, I'm on a bunch of fertility medicine and it just makes you feel gross and you've gained all this weight sometimes, not everyone, but just what a dreadful time. I would not choose to go back to that time for anything. No, I think I can remember from the moment the depression started, um, I had spouts of it before my miscarriage, but during my miscarriage, I lost my ever love of mind and I didn't talk to anyone about it. But like the fact that I let friends go, (laughs) friends, really good friends, people I still adore to this day, my relationship will never be the same because I could not cope with the fact that they were living the life I wanted. I changed so many different aspects and went through so many eating disorders or obsessions over working out and things like that, because I just, I wanted to torture my body because I couldn't cope with my mind and to fill that loss. And then society making you feel less than, and you can't speak about it and you can't share and you can't be open. Um, it's a ticking time bomb. And any woman that goes through that and survives, you are the strong, 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 strong warrior because you've done more um than anyone else so I I just I can't believe you do it I think that's the journey that post resonated with me because I was like I was there I'm still Mm -hmm. there but I'm trying really really hard to be happy because if I can't be happy maybe it it, it, maybe I was right right so we can't let that battle win nope um I'm proud of you so you kind of hit on it love you (laughs) (laughs) you kind of hit on it but let's go ahead and just roll into how I guess maybe not how but are there things that resonated with you with your switch from childless to child free like can you share on your journey a little bit 
Yeah. So I think I say like, I think I switched saying childless to child free probably after my hysterectomy um, because because of that finality. Um, But I think I started living like I was child free maybe like three years ago. Yeah. And um, I just like, I think what the turning point for me was this right before I turned 30, I wanted to do as many nice things for people as I could. So it was like, I was like, I at least want to do like 30 random acts of kindness, like be as nice as we can. I love that. And I think in doing like those things, it changed me. Like it, it made me better. It made me nicer. It made me nicer to myself. And I think that at that point I was like, okay, like there's more to life than than trying to have a baby. Like there's so much more than that. And so I think around that time, my husband is nine years older than me. So it was like kind of, uh, we had to make a decision also is if we're going to continue, like if we were going to go through adoption, like what were we going to do at that time? So, um, we both made the decision that we were not going to try anymore. And like, we were both coming to peace with that, but saying all that, there's definitely finality that comes at your hysterectomy. (laughs) Like, it it is obviously like the nail in the coffin like you are absolutely never going to have a child and I thought I was going to have a very hard time with that and I didn't that's not to say that you are not you're not going to that's not to say that someone else isn't going to have a very different emotional response it's the fact that I'd been grieving for almost three years at that point in a different way so um Holly, that's crazy. I, I hope to be there. Um, I think honestly, these last couple months, I've made tremendous. I listened to a podcast that I was a guest on. I recorded that in May. That came out about a month, month and a half ago. When I listened to that, I was like, I don't recognize her. You're a different person than you were. I'm already growing. So I see the progress. I see where I'm going. Um, I want to be kid free because I want to be happy and I don't want to think constantly about the fact that I'm not a mom what do you what is your go-to response if someone asks you oh that's amazing like ask me when I'm gonna have kids yeah when you're gonna have kids yeah or if you have kids so uh I've so if I have kids no if I have a family just a flat out no yeah I just keep those really sorts of do you do you have children no do you have a family Yes. Like whichever way they come, like that's how I answer. Um, And then if they say, do you want kids for a long time? I went from saying no, no, because they were asking me to have children for a long time before I was ever prepared to try for children. Then when we started having struggles, um, I went from the answer of no to we haven't been blessed because my only goal in life was to become a mother over the last two years where I've started healing. And for me, the biggest thing is acceptance with where I'm at. Mm. I stopped from saying, no, I'm not a mother to, no, I can't have children. No, I, I'm dealing with infertility. And I just throw it at their face. And I usually get you're, the like, in that you're teaching, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're teaching though. Like, I think that's incredibly important because 
people stop asking that question like oh my gosh if you mm, yes stop. that is my it's insensitive and i obviously i like to make a joke out of everything like it's my go-to coping mechanism <laughs> mm-hmm. and so um while we were going through infertility like i would be like are you really asking about my sex life or <laughs> like and my husband would goes on? yeah my husband would be like not for lack of trying like so <laughs> i mean we we're good at making people uncomfortable but mm-hmm. um now i would i would definitely make people uncomfortable and be like oh when my uterus jumps back in my body we go back 15 yeah. years or something i think it's but. so important because here's the deal whether it's appropriate or not people ask it it's it's not appropriate we just throw it's it not there it's not appropriate but whether it's appropriate or not, I understand that that's not a common knowledge because if you are a parent, usually that's your joy of your life and you want to be late. So I get it. I get it happens. I don't think people do it unkindly, but I think they could learn. I um, think it's a generational problem as well. I don't know. You don't know? I get asked if I'm a mom by, you, by a younger the most. Do you? Because they're okay, well, I was trying to give their life. I was trying to give you guys the credit. <laughs> you guys some credit. I feel like whatever my age group is when I'm at my age group is probably going to ask me the least because yeah. I think they're like you should if you're gonna um, people older than me are like why haven't you yet and people younger than me are so excited for that stage they're like oh, tell me everything and I'm like yeah this is it right here everything <laughs> yeah little sister is 20 and yeah. so it has been really cool for me to be like Hey, if you don't become a mom, it's okay. Like if you choose mm-hmm. not to, it's amazing. Like I think yeah. that it's awesome Look at my that great life. Yeah. Like, and I wish that someone had told me that I had a choice. Like mm-hmm. why are we not told that we have a choice? Like that your it's life can be more bonkers. than just having a kid. Bonkers. Uh I think that's part of the reason why I throw it at their face so much. Like I'm infertile. Yeah. I I probably have one last shot. Don't know if I'm going to take it. I'm infertile. Well, have you tried this? Yeah, that didn't pan out for me. I, and like, I think the other day I was like, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of having my heart broken and I like to love myself. And they're like, oh, wow. But there's the reason I say it. It's not to teach them. It's because I had so much shame for so many years that my body didn't work, that I was broken, that I was worth nothing, that I hid it. Yeah. A miscarriage is not shameful. Endometriosis is not shameful. A hysterectomy is not shameful. So you're going to hear it. Or you're going to quit asking people if you're uncomfortable. Nothing about your body is shameful. Like, it is this incredible vessel that is keeping you alive every single day. Like, I have been really, maybe my pills are starting to work. really (laughs) emotional and like but not like sobbing emotional just like genuinely grateful this week like and I'm sure also it's like thinking about the last year and like this anniversary coming up whatever yeah so I just like your body is so powerful love it like cherish it take care of it nourish it move it like you're that's all. I'm I'm done preaching. <laughs> I like it. And I loved your question. Um, our next episode, we do want to give our personal stories, but our next episode is going to talk through 
the holidays because those are super triggering and timely. Um, And that's one of the things I want you guys to start thinking about is prepping your answers. Because for me, knowing how I'm going to answer and knowing why I'm going to answer that way really helps me. Um, I may, I may still get emotionally triggered. I may still have some trauma show up. I may go cry in the corner, but I'm okay quicker because I know where I came from and I know my true self. So I love that question. And we'll, we'll definitely share more of those type of things in the next episode. Um, but that's amazing. So let's, we kind of hit on it, but I think for our next section, we should kind of discuss a little bit more about like how people are treated differently in our opinion, if you're child-free, if you're childless versus the parenting population? So, yeah, absolutely. I think, first of all, I want to talk about the child-free by choice community. Yeah, Um, let's do it. So, these incredible women that I know and follow or know in real life who um, have stayed true to themselves, have known all along that they're not going to be a parent they're not going to have a kid they're some of the coolest people like I if you do not know any I challenge you to find some for sure yeah because there's so many there are so many and like so many on Instagram who are just speaking their truth in the coolest ways possible but in the same regard they're also speaking the nasty things that parents spew to them yeah and which is just bananas to read. Like, like I wrote down a couple of quotes, like the, who's going to take care of you when you get older? Like, we'll mm-hmm. figure it out. A nursing home. I don't know. <laughs> a box yeah. to pay for the top of the cream of nursing yeah. homes. And guess what? I will have a moped. Oh, girl. Dream big. <laughs> <laughs> I may have thought about this. <laughs> Maybe. Um, the ones that say you're selfish, like, how are you selfish for not putting another person on this earth? I don't get that because I would feel like you're more selfish for putting a child here against their will. (laughs) Like, I mean, I know that a kid doesn't have a choice here when you're not going to be, because a parent should be a hundred percent for their child. Right. And to have a kid when you don't want to be that, that is selfish. Yeah, You know what I mean? Not selfish not to have them. Selfish to put a kid in that position. I think a lot of people who have used the selfish term with me is more like, I'm selfish because I'm not giving my parents grandbabies. Or Which, things like wait, that. I'm sorry, were you put on this earth to procreate? Yeah, because... That's what people think. I am a female. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry. <There's all. laughs> give, me, give your parents grand doggies. I do, and they yeah. can love that little puppy all they want. You know that there are plenty of people out there who are not mad that somebody's child-free. But, like, yeah. some of the comments that they get is just wild. And, like, on the other side of that, if you're talking about being childless, people yeah. pity you. People are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, that's so awful. Like, nope, I'm cool. Like, I'm good. They treat you <laughs> like you're broken. Absolutely. Uh, it's so horrible that your body won't give you that and now you're Correct. less of a being. Sorry, I'm not. Or even if it comes from a loving place, um, I will talk about this in a future episode. I have one of the most amazing friends in the world, sweetest person. I got the honor of becoming her friend in college. She is a mama of three. 
she is beautiful and kind and and the most amazing mother um and she's one of the people that I think I've hurt because I couldn't function with her being such the, like this life I wanted though she's a trooper <laughs> she has been there for me every step uh I feel like sometimes I have made it so she doesn't feel comfortable and society I think plays the biggest role of like she can't celebrate her successes because her having a baby is some sort of attack towards me. Which and is hard. While I mean, it's pity from the most loving spot, it's still like, I get, I feel bad because I'm like, oh, did I cause this? Did I cause yeah. me to be this crappy of a friend? And, um, but I think a lot of it's just pity because she knows the pain I have with every like joy I have. And I genuinely appreciate those people. Like I have a few people in my life who, um, as they've gotten pregnant, have like separately told me before mm-hmm. they like post something, which now I don't care as much, thankfully, gratefully, very grateful. But um, yes, thankfully, very, very much growth. Um, but at one point I did, it would have just destroyed me. Like how can this person just get pregnant? Like nothing. Sorry if that was a weird, I was snapping my fingers. <laughs> and <laughs> um visuals. And so I have genuinely appreciated those people in my life, even if I don't need that eggshells now, um, I still, nobody knows how far you've come, like, unless you talk about it. Verbally tell them. And I I, I do know, I I did need it. I did need it. And that's some of the preservation. So I didn't like bury six feet deep and never rise again. At the same time, I feel so bad. And I also wish I had, owned my morning, owned my miscarriage, was vocal about it, didn't hide my feelings so much quicker because then I could have processed it and been like, yeah, 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 this is really sad for me. But you know what's really amazing? That baby. I love her. I love him. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's what uh, um, it's really hard. My friend who her sister uh, got pregnant and had a baby, whatever. I felt like I was taking away a little bit of her joy by making her think about my feelings first yeah and while I genuinely appreciated I was like she should be able to celebrate that baby however she wants she should not be how I feel having to be like oh let me make sure she's gonna be okay with this like well if I'm not okay with it what are you gonna do like (laughs) I mean you're still still yeah you're still pregnant so so I I will say those people who think about us and who care for us and who want to be involved um this is a random side note but like I had some friends that took it on themselves to learn what endometriosis was and did research so that way they could better support me. People like that. Thank you because you make us survive. Um, You need no hate, no judgment for the people that didn't because trust me, it was me. It was not you. You deserve to be happy, but the people that stuck with us, like you're special. And I appreciate that so, so much. I still have some self-preservation in the fact that like, if an Instagrammer I follow is pregnant, I'll mute you. Like as, yeah. as much as I'm okay with it, doesn't mean that I'm not going to have bits of grief come up. Doesn't mean that something might not spark, you know, something yeah. in me. So I do, I mute them and I'm like, I love this person. I'm not going to like unfollow them, but I will mute you. So I don't see your stuff for yeah. a while. I can't. Yeah, I agree. I like that. I'm getting to a point for a while there. <laughs> Okay, I'll really say it. Uh, so the first time I miscarried, it was around the time that Kylie Jenner was pregnant with her first baby. 
And so for whatever reason in my mind, I'm like, that is the age, right? Um, so with baby number two being announced, out of nowhere, I was like crying hysterically. Oh. So I was like, I should be on baby number two, um, which is hard. And that it's because that you like, ago. you felt that like kinship almost like you guys were kind yeah, of pregnant. It was just like, it just like oh. was a very timely reminder, right? Yeah. That being said, besides her, I don't get upset when I see like baby ads, baby themes. Uh, I love the baby target section again. I'm very like okay with the fact that yeah. people procreate. For a while, I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and I'm doing that's, really, and really, that's really on growth, good. baby. <laughs> Keyword growth. Uh, for a while, I I didn't do good with anyone I knew. I do really, really well with like the people I love. Like I am mm-hmm. so excited for you, and I'm so excited for your babies, yeah. and I love your babies. Um, I still sometimes get a weird gray area when I see mm-hmm. people like that don't, in my opinion, like outside, I don't know you well enough to know your life. Yeah. So it just looks like it was super easy for you. Sometimes yeah, the I'm ones... still like, oh, and sad. I am very, <laughs> yes, you're allowed to be sad. The ones yeah. that I actually weirdly have the hardest time with are um, the people who I have been sure that they have told me that they're not going to ever have kids. And then they get pregnant. And that is the one, those are the ones that I have the hardest time with. And you're allowed to change your mind. You absolutely are. But for whatever reason, that is like a massive trigger for me is because. banking on you being with me. You were supposed to be on my team. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. It's so, I love that I can verbalize these things now because then I could go like 20 layers deep and go, ah, okay. Mm -hmm. That's why it hurt. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's been those weird stories that really have impacted me. The people who I was like, I like, exactly. I didn't think you were trying. I knew a couple that I worked with that um, had looked at fostering because they cannot conceive naturally had looked at fostering, decided it wasn't for them and hadn't approached anything. And I was like, Oh, so you're on my team. You don't want to foster. And then you decide you probably aren't going to adopt. And then uh, they were pregnant. Oh, and I was like, so hard. Oh, I think that hurt just because I didn't see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. It's like you, you, they were your safe zone. Yeah. I was like, and that's cool. weird to like, say, but boat. yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're here. You know what I've been through to some extent. I mean, nobody knows fully, but yeah. I had a friend that was dealing with infertility while I was dealing with infertility and we bonded super, super fast because we both just wanted to be moms. Um, turns out infertility on my situation is on me and infertility in her situation was on her partner and he was able to course correct I remember texting through my miscarriage crying 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 and then uh, she got pregnant and to me I was just like I have never been so torn because I was I was elated for her I was also wrecked for you because I realized like I was yeah. alone it was so we kind of talked about some of the judgment of you know the parents to the kid list the parent section of humans to the kid free do you think there's any sort of like judgment between the, the different facets of being kid free and kid bliss um I do think that some people I think it depends where you're at in your uh child less journey I think that mm-hmm. some childless people have a very hard time with child-free people 
Um, I think so too. I think that's some jealousy probably like you might be able to have a baby and um, I can't and you're just choosing not to. So I think that there probably is. I think it definitely depends where you're at in your journey. I think you described it perfectly. For me, I was never jealous of the people who were child free by circumstance. You got there, you're happy, but you, you struggled. Um, I, my friend, I never was jealous or mad that she was child free by choice, but you know what I was, I was, I, I doubted her, her real true opinion of it. Now, thank goodness. I never verbalized like you'll change your mind. Like I, I definitely respected her enough to have her own opinion, but I still kind of was like, are you sure? At least you kept your mouth shut about that. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. No, she is, she is, she is very amazing woman and she knows what she wants. And from the day one, I was like, girl, get that. Like, whatever. But there was a little part of me that was just like, but I wonder if you're going to change your mind because I could never not want this. So how do you really not want this? I think that was my doubt. It wasn't of her decision. It was like, but like, kind of like your wants. Your doubt it's what in that. Wants. Uh, okay, one last question. Do you think there's a differences in stigma between female by birth or by choice, um, the females that are child free or childless versus the male population? Oh, absolutely. I think that the male population kind of gets passed by, unfortunately. Like, I, yeah, I don't think that people think about their feelings. Like, accepted if you're not wanting to be a dad and then shortchanged if you're sad about it yeah and I think it's it's way more widely accepted like for them to be child free like oh yeah he's just a guy who doesn't want kids it's super normal but a woman who doesn't want kids is shocking broken or crazy yeah (laughs) we're all mad here (laughs) Uh, you know what's ironic as Rap is the fact that one of the feminist viewpoints in the workforce is that like fem- females are less than because they have to be the primary caregiver and they need to take maternity leave, right? How the heck am I judged for the fact that I don't have kids? It's like it takes some of my credibility away in the office too. It's so wild. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. It's just so crazy. Wild. I just have so to wild. point that out because I don't think I've ever slowed down to say, hey, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I can't. Yeah. Also, <laughs> however long, six, 12 weeks off of work or whatever. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Um, that's amazing. I, I, I think it's pretty cool that we start these conversations though, because I don't think enough people were talking about how you're shortchanged if you're in this community because we didn't feel like we could talk. Right. I agree. I'm really yeah. grateful that I've connected with the people that I have. Um, yeah. Like, like I said, I know some incredible women who not one of their journeys are the same. Like nobody's yeah. journey is to get where they're at is the same. So I think that's been really cool. I do too. I think the reason why I followed you so closely and like oddly felt like I could talk to you from the jump was because you were where I aspired to be. And like, it's cool how you gravitate to the people in this community. When I was very, very, very depressed and having a struggle just surviving, I gravitated towards other people. 
And the minute I was like, okay, I'm out of this fighting mode and now I want to find meaning again, kind of like moved on to who I was. And in some of my relationships, I think I've switched roles. Like I'm talking to people about my experience rather than going, how am I surviving this? You're being the one that people gravitate toward, which is really cool. Like I, I know I've told you, I love how much I've seen you grow in just the very short time that I've known you. Um, You are, you are, you're living, you're getting through it. Like you might feel like you're still in a little bit of the suck because you are like, it's, it's normal, but you're surviving it. You're thriving. You're doing well. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. Like (laughs) this is what life is. I'm like, "Mm." And it was part of my life, and I'm still amazing. You are. Absolutely. You're killing it. That's my theme song now. And it was part of my life, and I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday I'll add a second verse that talks about how I don't have a uterus, but I'm kicking ass. Oh. Somebody write that, because as we both said, we did not both say, but as we both said, I belong on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I also was not sure like when you rhyme a rap I think it's actually supposed to rhyme and oh yeah probably I just said my s is really hard to make it work but sign me oh, I'm, gonna have a, I'm gonna have a couple verses written by next week just wait <laughs> kind of hit on some of the negativity uh I don't yeah I think we are very clear we don't want this to be a negative podcast no. so let's talk about how we've transitioned in uh instead of the criticism, instead of the sadness, we've now started to recognize some of the perks. What do you think some of the perks are? Uh, there's so I'm many. Say the one that, there's so many. Let's just talk about our favorites. I'm going to talk about the one, or comment on the one that you just did, and I'm trying to do in the next couple of weeks, is travel. Oh, I love travel. <laughs> I love travel. I love that I have the money to travel and mm-hmm. the time to travel. And outside of getting somebody to watch my dogs, the ability to travel. Yep. Every single one of those is because you're child free. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there are plenty of people with kids who travel, but can you go on a whim? Can you book a trip and leave this weekend if you have kids? Um, Yeah. Do you always Uh, have the funds to do that? Season it is. Like, I don't care if it's fall break. I'll find somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i can go in the off season i don't yeah i don't have to go in the summer uh for me travel was the first kid free kid list perk that i used to cope did you feel that yeah. way or did it come later I would, in life no i would agree with that like um we're really good at taking like long weekend trips yeah because we can um and so i think like one of the first years that we decided that we were going to just embrace it. Um, I think we took like four or five, like went to like different, definitely different states. And that was just so cool. Like that we can do that. Yeah. I was just really, really grateful that we I are that able. A lot. And I think for me, it was like, I think my first sentence was, well, if I can't have children, I'm going to experience the world. Like, yeah. because the financial aspect of it, it was really easy for me to justify that. Like I can yeah. spend this money. I don't have to save it for a, whatever, whatever fund, college fund, a car, a thousand diapers or million, hundred million diapers. I'm not sure. Uh, For me personally, my day-to-day life, the fact that I can work out at whatever hours feels best for my body is a huge perk. I agree with that a thousand percent. I 
needed that this week too, because obviously yeah. I'm not. And like we were talking about earlier, the ability to rest is so tremendous, mm-hmm. especially with I endo. You, like, I know. I think you posted over the weekend, like what's, what's your gratitude moment or what's your favorite yeah. perk? And I was like, naps. So many people nap. said naps. That was my favorite thing is like, so many people were like sleeping or naps. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. We're really fortunate that we get to take a nap whenever we want. <laughs> But TikTok that's like, I had a lot of things to do today. Do you know what I did instead? I took a nap. Like a nap. <laughs> <laughs> that is like a thousand percent my theme song. I'm like, it was a very good nap. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I used to feel very guilty for taking naps even before I was trying to have children because I was like, you have to be productive. You have to do things. And now I'm like, girlfriend, I work. I work out, I cook, I read, I meditate. I do the things I want to do to be happy. Guess what? I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. my The one that I will say is probably my favorite perk, though, is my quiet house. Like, I get sensory overload so easily. And, like, spending time in chaos just completely drains me. So it is so huge for me to be able to come home and have like a completely silent house. And I, I love it so much. And I can have beverages whenever I want. Yep. And I can do things. Um, I never learned how to slow down. And during the pandemic, I was trapped at home. I worked from home. Everything was shut down. I started running again to get outside before Indo got so bad I couldn't move. But I learned how to lay on a yoga mat outside and just just be just let the sun just soak into your body or just, just like, feel the breeze it's amazing oh my god I remember remember uh, uh staring at the clouds one day and just being like I don't think as an adult I've ever laid down and just stared at the clouds it's amazing uh, like when you take a second for mindfulness it is wild and I think being child free allows me to not forget to do that even though the world's picked back up I'm so yeah. like you know what I want to go spend four hours sitting on the balcony reading my book and getting sunburned. I can. And that is such a beautiful thing. My favorite. <laughs> Except for the pain of the sunburn. <laughs> Except for, yeah, don't get sunburned. Wear sunscreen. Everyone wear sunscreen, Every please. I mean, I do, but then I'm, I just, I, I get lost and it's so fun. And then I'm like, oh, pain. <laughs> oh, I'm the sunscreen police. I'm like, everybody sunscreen up. <laughs> I need you in my life because I, I, I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, so I think we hit on it, but like spending money, eating out if you desire to, yeah. uh, less groceries, less expenses. There's a thousand of them. We there just like so to many. recognize them. Yeah, I'm really grateful for every single one of them. Me too. It took me a really long time to think about it. It was a mindful journaling practice of mine as yeah. a coping to be like, hey, what did you do today? that maybe you wouldn't have done if you were a mom yeah and not that it's better but like can you at least grab have some gratitude for what you just did and be happy yeah yeah how many of x y and z could you not have done if you had to take care of a kid yeah so it is i wouldn't own these clay cups because i would not have got drunk on a taco tuesday (laughs) and ordered them off of amazon we've all been there Remind me sometime to tell you about the time I ordered $4 lingerie. (laughs) Um, 
we will have you share but i just want to let you know one out of ten stars where did it rate oh product negative it was negative (laughs) (laughs) oh let's talk about how do you get through the grief to the good stuff what would your be advice to somebody who is kidless and is still mourning i would say start where you did start journaling mark down what you did today and how many of those things you would not have been able to do. Yeah. Um, celebrate every one of those moments. I mean, you, you have to make a choice. Like, are you going to continue to stay where you're at or are you going to try to move forward? I think, um, you're absolutely like positively correct on that one. I, I think you just the mindfulness of where you're at and trying means a lot. Um, I think one of the big things for me was to actively choose to be happy every day. Like I, I posted on my story this morning that the dumbest, but best tip that I've ever heard is to throw on some music and act like an idiot and have a stupid dance party in the morning. It is the greatest way to start your day. Okay. So I was going to post this morning because I saw your dance party and I was leaving Starbucks and I was trying to have a dance party and I couldn't like vibe right with the camera. So I was like, you know what? Too much pressure. Just dance. Just dance. So when you joined this interaction tonight, I haven't quit my dance party because that I is... have Lizzo going from the minute I left the gym. That is the right way to live, girl. <laughs> I was like dancing in the car. I was like, I wish somebody had a camera on me because I know I'm breaking it down right now. Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure I... you looked good. <laughs> You know, the people who look the best dancing, and I will say I did grow up competitively dancing, so I'm probably not horrible at this decision-making. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty bad at it. The people who are the best looking. No, 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 no. The people who are best looking are the people who enjoy it. I don't care if you don't have rhythm. If you're happy, if you're in it, you look amazing. By the way, I liked your little body pump this morning. You were in it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see us dancing because we totally are. We are. Uh, we are working. I was like, I hope people see me at a red light because you're going to join me oh, and we will I, battle and I will win. I jam in the morning on my way to work. I only work six minutes away from my house, but that six minutes is a full party. <laughs> Have you ever done an extra loop just to finish the song? No, because I'm usually running pretty close to time. Like, I, like I don't have dance party built in I'm, time in my. Cleats. I'm never late. I'm never ever late. It's something I'm very proud of, but I do know how long it takes me to get there. And I do not leave my house until I have to. <laughs> I have a five minute commute for the first of my life. It's always been like an hour plus, And I definitely don't show up to work early anymore. I'm not late. I'm in the parking lot on time. Um, number one, I have a job that that's totally acceptable. But number two, I showed up one or two hours early and stayed one or two hours late for over a decade and um you've, you've I'm not happy sometimes. with where it got what I'm not I'm just not happy with the type of person that was forming me into yeah. like my kids yeah you're gratitude. not gonna be a better person like for it. working more hours no hey by the way that's one of my favorite kid kid free gratitude moments is that my coworkers will talk about how they had to get up at four or five a.m because they had to get the kids ready and I was like I go to bed at 6 45 I'm here at 7 15 hey look at me <laughs> If I'm late, it's because of a puppy. <laughs> yeah, or myself, or because I stopped to get coffee. I mean, 
Mm, yeah. Forget that just happened <laughs> last week. But like, come on, guys, you can't block me in the parking lot. Right. Um, so yeah, actually choosing it, I will. I think it's important, or at least it was for me, is I didn't recognize my morning very quickly, and I didn't make that mindfulness about my endo, about my infertility. I worked through everything else first. Yeah. It was the some of the deepest trauma for me to even try to touch. Well, and I, you know, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I think what started me getting through it was my venture to become a better person, period. Yeah. It didn't start with like, oh, this sucks because I've had infertility for so long. It started because I was like, okay, how can I be nicer, kinder, better? And there's a lot of growth that happens from there. And yeah. also that'll bring up a lot of trauma and that'll make you have to deal with a lot of things. It so. does. I did the same thing. I was, I've always been a very giving person. I've always been a very black and white person, like do the right thing. And, um, I focused on my mentoring. I focused on my charities. I focused on all these things I could do to feel like I had purpose rather than coming to terms with why I felt like I didn't have purpose and dealing with your own I still stuff. do those things, but yeah. they, they were trying to be my identity when I'm way more than that. And then I still want to help people. So, um, and then time guys, it, it takes a while and it's going to keep happening even though you feel like you've reached that milestone you could still have to revisit it yeah that's what I said like grief might not ever fully go away you're going to have things that trigger you but you might get through them a lot faster than you expect also yeah and it's not gonna be as constant the coping skills you develop whether that's with somebody and I, I truly do recommend therapy um I actually had a personal life coach that I started with in the career area and it went way past that. Um, her name's Mackie. She is the most amazing person. She is like my therapist. And then I tried to do therapy and I was like, oh yeah, I still got nothing on her. Uh, and I still kind of run with those worlds because I don't think you should do it alone. And I think you need to learn coping skills and giving yourself time. Um, some of them I was had other people teach me how to do and some of them I just started learning from experience like oh you want to go dye your hair maybe you're sad (laughs) you're sad um I do want to (laughs) or you want to chop your hair yeah I do want to add one more thing to this list and um that is I know that I preach it too much probably but movement saved my life like it brought me out of a deep depression and yeah, I don't know that I would be where I am every single day if I did not move my body. I agree. And that's why we have the movement challenge. Um, this month, we're focusing on journaling and meditation, but we doesn't mean we quit moving our bodies. We both still post right. a ton of workout videos. We, we move to the way it serves us. Um, I think the only other thing we didn't mention is the community. I found it really important to find people who were really struggling with endometriosis when I was, and I didn't know what I was doing. And then I kind of gravitated to mourning my loss and the kidless community. And now I find myself gravitating really hard to the kid free community. So not that you can't be in all three. I feel like I'm still in all three. I'm in all three communities. Yep. They're super important. Just 
reaching out to people. Like, I know it's hard if you see somebody has a ton of followers or something and you're like, oh, I'm sure they're probably not going to see this, probably not going to respond. Well, it doesn't hurt you to send a message and just see, because that might be the one that they see. And I mean, it's so important to find people or stories and see what they've come from or come through. So. Yeah, I agree. I think when I first started, I was like looking at these more of the celebrities in the Indo world and trying to follow them. And it's really the people who are interacting. Yeah. I like randomly like, oh my goodness, I love this post. And they're like, oh, are you here? Like, it's so organic. Yeah. I feel for you. I, that miscarriage post, I'm with you. I'm mourning my angel baby. Oh my gosh, what happened? How are you? How are you today? Yeah, so you're talking four weeks later. All of a sudden, someone sends you beer in the mail. Hey. <laughs> like a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Things. Things. So. Friends. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Did we just become uh, best friends? Yep. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So I think with our gratitude moment, you kind of had an idea of doing something different this week. I, you know, I did, I was just going to ask what you're thankful for, but I think that we have pretty much covered it all. Like we've gone very well in depth as to what we're thankful for in this episode. And, um, this episode will come out on Thanksgiving. So that was why I wanted to definitely highlight that, but I don't think that we've been ungrateful for sure. So either. And I like the way this turned out a lot better because I was trying to, my mind is like, what are things I'm grateful for? And I didn't want to not be real. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm grateful for my friends, my family, and I'm grateful for my life. But I'm like, what am I truly grateful? You know what? I'm grateful for who I am right now. Yeah. And And that's huge. This journey has made us who we are. Yep. No, that's tremendous. That is. So what do we have to remind our friends about? Um, we will be back in two weeks with that holiday coping episode. We will ask you guys a million questions because we want to know what you're scared about, what you have anxiety about, and what you do. Because um, we're both, I think every holiday season is different for me. So we'll talk mm-hmm. through that. I think we're both going to have some friends on sooner or later to talk through their journeys, whether it be kidless or kid free. So there will be part two and three of this series, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what else? If you guys want to be part of our movement challenge, remind our friends how we do that, Betsy. Yep. So all you have to do is on Instagram at NachoMamaPod and just show us if you're meditating or journaling or moving your body. Um, and yeah. then in November, we're going to enter you in a little contest and we'll send you a gift. So it's going to yeah, be a cool gift. Like we've, we've decided. Coming to you. So, yeah. <laughs> It is. So do and, it um, and it'll be fun. Tag us. We will post obviously the picture for this episode. Within that, we're going to ask you guys, you know, how do you identify? Are you kid free? Are you kidless? Are you in a different stage within those? How do you struggle? What, what do you want to know? Let's make this a community. So, you know, if this resonates with you or you have questions, we will do all we can to connect you with somebody or bring on representation of that field. So that way you can kind of know that you are not alone because none of us are. No, we all have people out there that have been 
the things that we have or something similar. For sure. So. So tell us how you identify. Tell us what you want to know. Tell us your perk. Yes. Tell us. And connect with happy. us. Faux show. So connect with us. I think that's it. <laughs> we'll have a lot yep. more. Um, happy Turkey Day. Otherwise, like, share, follow. Get on our Instagram page. We're goofy. Yes, we're idiots, but we love ourselves. <laughs> and we love uh, you to, all. <laughs> we love you more. To end this episode, B, you did an amazing job kicking us off with every sass in this body, plus Luna's body. Give us a Not Your Mama pod so we can sign off. This has been Not Your Mama pod. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.